0: Pens and the best pen coverage wxdx fm pittsburgh an iHeart radio station
1: we had a couple morons call the show yesterday and say oh my god it was mark andre flurry and goal who beat washington last year oh my god what's matt murray gonna do this year he's not flurry it's Murray, not Flurry. Last year, it was Flurry. Well, two years ago, Matt Murray had a save percentage of .926 in the series against the Capitals, which is quite an amazing figure. The Penguins won that series four games to two. That was the Benino goal that ended it in overtime of game six. A couple days ago, I cited the Latang haters. Well, today, you Matt Murray detractors Get your turn. Guess what? You just made the list. That was a nice short edition of the list brought to you by Matt Martz Plumbing, caught on a name you could trust. Shorter is better, and even if it's not, it's definitely less work. 0.926. That's an amazing save percentage. Murray owned the Caps two years ago. Owns. Owns. You know what's kind of sad and fishy? I understood when the Penguins had both Flurry and Murray. I understood that each of them had fans. But now Murray's gone. Excuse me, Flurry's gone. Murray's still here. He's the guy who won the last two Cups. And you should support him and support the logo. It's all about the logo. In 2016 in that series against the Caps, Murray allowed one goal in two games, two goals in two games, and three goals in the other two games. He went two and one in overtime. So I think Matt Murray has proven he could do well against Washington. Want to know what you're looking to see happen or not happen in tonight's game one between Washington and Pittsburgh? You can hear all the action right here on the X. Mike Klang on the road, making the call, the Hall of Famer. Uh, I want to see if Sullivan matches Latang up against Ovi. I want to see how the Penguins defend Ovi on the power play. I want to see if the new lines work without Gino and Hagelin. And if they don't, how long is it going to be before Sullivan switches things around? I obviously want to see how Matt Murray plays. Never mind what happened two years ago. He he wasn't great in the Flyers series, but he was good and good enough to win. And at the end of the day, that's all you want Matt Murray to be is good enough to win. I'm also wondering who's going to step up and get on the score sheet in the absence of Gino. Will it be a group effort or will one individual rise up? Your thoughts at 412-333-9939. Uh, we got the Hockey Night Show at 530. I will make my official prediction the series at that time. Uh, Some news from earlier today, Evgeny Malkin did skate with the team this morning, and that's a real good sign in terms of potential for him playing game two at D.C. on Sunday. Steeler draft is tonight. Have, Have you noticed that people call it the Steeler draft? There are 31 other teams, and they're all drafting as well. It's the NFL draft, but People call it the Steeler Draft. Hey, the Steeler Draft's tonight. It starts at 8 o'clock. That's a late start for a televised event. And it's going to last, well, forever. It'll last forever. By the time the Steelers pick at number 28 overall, it's probably going to be 11 o'clock or pretty close. Yikes. Uh, Tim Benz joined me earlier. He doesn't think any of the four legitimate inside backers are going to drop to number 28. And if the Steelers ascertain that's not going to happen, they need to trade up. Tim said it, I agree. The Steelers need to get one of them inside backers, whether it's Evans or Van Der Esch, who might sneak through to that number 28 pick, but might not. Uh, In the Post-Gazette, I talked about this yesterday. Ed Bouchette predicted the Steelers would get Van Esch. That was his mock draft. And Fittipaldo predicted the Steelers would get Rashawn Evans from Alabama. Both inside backers. Both pretty highly regarded. And I don't mean to mock their mock drafts, but those guys wrote something that would make Steeler fans happy and thus more likely to be read. Uh, imagine if they would have wrote, all those backers are going to be gone I don't know what the Steelers are going to do. Although I agree with Tim. Maybe take a running back. Running back or safety, I think, are the secondary choice positions if uh, all those backers are gone by pick number 28. And, and i got to say and repeat and stress, you want to get a running back sometime in the top three rounds as Josh, uh, Josh Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell, his eventual replacement, as in eventual being next year, And so you cut his leverage off at the knees right now, too. Because what if Le'Veon's not there for the first game, and this running back has knocked him dead all through training camp? And what if he comes in, the rookie, and has a good first game? Maybe then you rescind the tender. I doubt the Steelers would do that, but it would be nice if at long last the Steelers had some leverage against Le'Veon Bell instead of it always being vice versa. Let's go to Chris and Gibsonia. Chris, you're on with Double M. Yeah,
0: thanks for taking my call. Uh, for worst draft pick, uh, what about a guy who never played in not only a, a regular season game, but never even played an a preseason game, San Chris Golden?
1: Yeah, that's a totally wasted draft pick. Uh, you, you could say bad draft picks. That one was totally wasted. I mean, if a guy comes in and plays some games and he sucks, at least he played some games. Sanquez Golson never played a game for the Steelers. Let's go to Josh in Beaver. Josh, you're on with Double M. Right here, Josh. Okay, Josh must not be there. Josh was going to ask, according to what he told the call screener, Brian Rust needs to step up without Malkin. Brian Rust is a good elimination game player, and he does score some clutch goals. I give him that. If you're ever looking for Rusty to pile up the points, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. It's time to ask Mark anything. Because don't forget at 530 it's the Hockey Night Show. Hockey calls only and I will make my official prediction for the Steelers excuse me, the Steelers. I've talked too much draft today. I'll make my official prediction for the Penguins Capital Series at that time. Um, I want to repeat this from earlier. In the late 60s and early 70s, in six consecutive drafts, four of the Steelers' first-round picks were Joe Green, Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, and Lynn Swan. That's a pretty good drafting. And more recently, they have drafted Pulamalu, Roethlisberger, and Heath Miller in consecutive years, Ponce, Hayward, and DeCastro in consecutive years. The most impressive thing I can see about the Steelers' draft history is from 19... 19- 69 through 1977. Every single first round pick the Steelers made played in a Pro Bowl. Incredible. Maybe that's why they won all them Super Bowls back then. Ask Mark anything. Now, 412 333 WXDX.
0: This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 1059 DX.
1: It's time not to ask Mark anything. After that, we got the Hockey Night Show, but right now you can ask Mark anything. By dialing 412 333 wxdx It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar, it's the city's best seafood and chop house. So be sure to check out Chapino in the strip and get their super genius burger. Uh they took the Stephen Foster statue down today in Oakland. Well, I wonder what they're going to do about the Wendy Bell statue. 412 333 Let's go to Steve in South Park. Steve, ask Mark anything.
0: All right, Triple X. How are you doing today, man? What's up? Um, I've got a question about the Four Horsemen, if you don't mind. Uh, in 08, whenever, I think it was '08, whenever Ric Flair uh, had that big farewell and they brought the Four Horsemen out, they brought Barry Windermott. And also in 2012, when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame, they brought Barry Windemont. I was always under the impression that Ole Anderson was the other force mem- original member of the Four Well, the horsemen. original member
1: was Ole Anderson, and that spot went from Ole... Olby- to uh, Lex Luger, and to uh, Barry Windham. But uh, Barry is the most popular member among those other guys. Lex is physically debilitated. Ole Anderson has multiple sclerosis, but they all hate Ole anyway, so they wouldn't want Ole there, so they go with Barry. I got you. Thank And Barry is in the best graces with WWE as well. Don't forget, when Lex left WWE, he just showed up on Nitro. He was on Raw one week and Nitro the next because he was working without a contract. And his no-compete expired. So WWE was never going to involve Lex with anything ever again. When, when WWE folded, Lex was effectively out of a job in pro wrestling, period. Although I guess he went to that TNA for a bit. Let's go to... Uh, Mark in the truck. Mark, ask Mark anything.
0: Hi, Mark. I have a question about economics. Okay. I'm curious as to Homewood and Squirrel Hill are one block away from each other. How is it that they're so... I'm not sure that's
1: different? true, but but okay.
0: I mean, it ends It, it ends and it ends, starts into the next town. I'm just curious, like, what makes... Like, how can they be so close together and so different?
1: I don't know, but thank you for the call. An intriguing question that I just don't have the answer to. Let's go to Dave and Fox Chapel. Dave, ask Mark anything.
0: Hey, Mark, uh, this isn't really a question, but I have a show recommendation for you if you're looking for a new show to watch. What show? Uh, it's, called, it's called Ozark. Oh, that's uh, the
1: Jason Ozark. Bateman show on Jason Netflix, Bateman. right?
0: Exactly, yeah. It's very similar to Breaking Bad. Uh straight-edge financial advisor gets mixed in with laundering money for the drug cartel and uh, kind of has to go on the run with his family. and It's, it's pretty good. Who is it? One it's Jason season, Bateman. Who's the female so lead? Uh, Lisa Linney, I think. Laura it. Linney. Laura Linney, that's
1: it. Yeah, I, I will I will try to check that out. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Anthony in Irwin. Anthony, ask Mark anything.
0: Hello, Mark. I was talking about tonight's drafts. Now, when they draft you know, seven players, let's say, can they sign them off? As, can the Steelers sign them all to the roster? And if they can't, why don't they move up and trade Why? why, What do you
1: mean? Of course they can sign them. I mean, is there room on the roster to keep
0: seven additional players? Well, they won't
1: keep all seven. You throw the crap at the wall and see what sticks. Dumbass question. And that wraps up Ask Mark Anything. But don't you dare go away. Because we have the Hockey Night Show next. we got Steve and Scott on hold, and they want to talk hockey. And I hope they stay on hold so we can talk hockey. Hockey Night Show next. My official prediction for the series. Just around the corner on 105.9. It's the X at 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shendorovic, Shendorovic, and Fishman. On your home for the best pens coverage and the best hockey talk, 105.9 The X. Let's get right to the point here on the Hockey Night Show. My pick is Penguins in seven. Penguins win four, Capitals win three, just like last year. It looks like Gino will be back. He skated today. It's hopeful that he plays Sunday, Game 2 at D.C. I expect Murray, Latanga and Broussard to have big series, and I expect Sid to be Sid. This is Sid's time of year, and he's going to make the most of it. Also, Washington has inadequate depth all over the lineup, and the Penguins are much faster than Washington all over the lineup. So, Penguins in 7. Mike Sullivan is 9-0 and oh as Penguins coach in playoff series until he loses... I'm gonna assume he's going to win. Uh people who say the Capitals are due due to beat the Penguins, they're wrong. Nobody is ever due. No team is ever due. You play the games and yeah, puck luck figures in, but mostly the better team wins. It got nothing to do with due. Let's go to Bob and Cranberry. Bob, you're on with double M. You on the air, Bob? Let's go to Adam.
0: Adam, you're on the Mark Madden show. Double M, good day. What up? So do you think that Broussard will be remembered similarly to Adinla, to Cullen Benino? I think that depends else?
1: on what happens in these playoffs and next year's playoffs, don't you? I do,
0: but why do you? which way do you think it'll go?
1: You're asking me if the Penguins will win or won't. You're not asking me anything that has anything to do with Broussard.
0: Well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. What do you think No, you're
1: wrong, and I'm right. Goodbye. I mean, you're asking me to, per- look, two years down the road, assuming Broussard leaves at the end of his contract next year, and to talk about Broussard's legacy. It's a stupid question, you dink. Let's go to Steve and West Newton. Steve, you're on the Hockey Night Show.
0: Yeah, Mark, I was calling to talk to you about Broussard. Do you think he's going to have
1: a big series against Washington? I think he needs to for the sake of his legacy. Uh The only thing about that Rust and Sheary line, Rust isn't a great finisher, and Sheary's not been a good finisher lately. So Brass can do a lot of work and not have it pay off based on those guys not finishing. But uh, I think Brass is going to play a good 200-foot series. And, yeah, I do have a bit of a feeling that he puts some pucks in the net against the Capitals. Let's go to Brian on the north side. Brian, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
0: Hey, Mark. How are you?
1: Hey, Brian.
0: Hey, uh, Mark, uh, one thing that we haven't really discussed much is um, the coaching matchup. We're all very, very much uh, uh, you know, looking at everything that's going on on the ice, but I feel like if everything fairly, it goes fairly evenly on the ice, which over the course of seven games, as you predicted, you think it might and usually does. What, you know, do, you ex- what do you expect at- the
1: coaches to do to decide this series?
0: Well, I think if you look at tactical adjustments that need to be made. What I tactical
1: adjustments like- do you expect to need to be made?
0: Oh well, I mean that depends on how they have the series unfold. My 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 thought generally is that, that that Sullivan seems to have his finger on the pulse for this team, unlike maybe any other team. In yeah, the but it's
1: not about matchups for Sullivan. It's not about tactical adjustments, like you say. It's about a knack of who to put together at just the right time.
0: Well, the other thing, Mark, is if you're if you do have some adversity in the series, which of course you're going to, which coach do you feel like is going to be able to help refocus this the nine and O coach.
1: Which coach do you think is going to have the biggest effect? The 9-0 and coach or the one who's not 9-0? and Thank you for the call. Up next, more hockey talk. We're talking to Josh Yoey of The Athletic. It's the Hockey Night Show here on 105.9 The X.